Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Learning to Sit Still podcast. I am so glad you are here today as we have a special guest, Charity Berkey. Before I introduce her, though, I want to make a quick mention about the fall 2022 magazine from Sit Still My Daughter. It is available on the website. I encourage you to grab your copy. There are so many stories that I know will bless and challenge your heart. These articles are from real women who have been where some of you may be right now. And as Charity and I will discuss in the podcast, there is such value in hearing from others who have experienced similar struggles as us because it gives us hope and even courage to stay faithful to the Lord and trust in his perfect character. Also, the 30 Days to Journaling is available. I know many have already grabbed their copy and are enjoying the 30-day challenge, so be sure to check it out on the website. I am excited to introduce you to Charity. She founded EFW, which stands for Encouragement from Women Who've Been There. This is a wonderful ministry that I was already familiar with, and I loved the mission behind it, which you will learn about in today's episode. I pray you will be blessed and encouraged by my talk with Charity. So without further delay, here is our conversation. Hi, Charity. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Hey, Sarah. I am so thankful to be here. I love what you're doing. I love what you've designed and the products you've been putting out. Thank you so much for the invitation. Yes. So um, for those that are listening, um, so Charity and I met through mutual friends. This is the beauty of social media. You just meet wonderful people you never would meet uh, otherwise. So Charity lives in California. And um, I live in yeah. Las Vegas, Nevada. <laughs> okay. Close. No, so she, she told me the timeline and we both confessed that we were not very good with time zones. So in trying to figure out, cause I live on the East coast. So when we're trying to figure out when this was, we were like three o'clock, six o'clock. When does we did not know. So it, it was right. a challenge for, for us to figure that out. Um, so we met through a mutual friend and, um, I just, I've loved her ministry. I've seen it. Uh, it's EFW. We'll be talking about that more as the podcast goes along. And I had wanted to reach out to charity and invite her onto the podcast. And then she heard a friend that was on the podcast and reached out to me first. So we just thought that was so wonderful of a great way to connect and how the Lord worked that out. Those so are divine appointments. Yes, <laughs> yes. God, God allows us to meet through those. I love it. I love seeing God's hand in, in relationships like that. Yes. I think what Charity had said was as she started looking into what I did in the magazine, she realized we had more friends in common. So that was, that was kind of fun too. So um, we're, I'm just excited to have Charity again. I love her ministry and we're going to definitely talk about that today. Um, so I think it'll be a great blessing. So let's just start off kind of Charity with uh, telling people a little bit about you. All right. Well, I am first and foremost, I'm a Christian. I love the Lord. I was saved at a very early age, about five years old. And um, my dad and my mom came out to Las Vegas um, before I was born and they started our church. And my dad was a native of Las Vegas. He was born and raised here and he got saved when he was 16. And he, when he got saved, his whole life changed. And he wanted to come back and start a church that taught people how they could know for sure they're going to heaven. And he wanted to start a Christian school for kids like him who wanted to be able to go to school and be encouraged by other Christians because he's the kind of kid that would take his Bible to church every or Bible to school every day to show people I'm changed. He didn't know what he was doing. You know, he didn't know. He just knew he had a change. He wanted his friends to know 
and everybody around him to know I'm different. So um, I grew up, I have two older brothers and two little sisters. They all love the Lord. We all have families now. But um, I grew up um, when I was very young, I surrendered to do whatever the Lord wanted me to do, whether that would be in um, paid vocational ministry or whether that be, you know, marry a plumber and be a nurse somewhere. I was just like, whatever God wants me to do. And that was um, when I was just 11 years old, we had a missionary come to our church and I was like, God, I really want to do whatever you want me to do. And it was at that time, I really thought God wanted me to be in ministry, full-time vocational ministry. And um, through that, um, I later on went to, I love studying the Bible. I later on went to college and I um, studied, I started out as a Bible major and everyone there, everyone was like, what's a girl going to do with the Bible major? What's a girl going to do with the Bible? And I was like, I don't know. I like to study the Bible. And my parents told me I need to go to college. So, so I started at that. And then my parents, it was only my, I decided, okay, fine. I'll change my degree. So I changed it to elementary education with the Bible minor. And the only person, it was my dad. He was like, I think you should just stay as doing a Bible major. You love doing that. You should do it. And he's the only person. And it wasn't like, this is what you should do. He's like, and I really wish I had listened to his advice because I love, I'm so thankful. Like I homeschool my four kids. Um, our oldest is 13. Our youngest is six. We have four and they were all born in December. That That's a very expensive, busy month. <laughs> So we have a lot of fun together, but I love homeschooling and that, um, that education degree has really helped with homeschooling, though I don't think you have to have an edu education degree or a degree to homeschool your own children, but I love it. I love being involved. My husband, he is um, the care pastor at our church, and we have served here together for uh, 14 years, and I've been on staff before that for uh, 18 years. We got married when I was 25, and, um, but we've served here and we love it. And we just want to continue serving the Lord and seeing the people of Las Vegas come to know the Lord. We are very involved in, um, we have public school Bible clubs that we, we have literally seen hundreds of people come through in our public school Bible clubs. We get to work closely with um, First Choice Pregnancy Services which is the busiest um, pregnancy uh, services in the nation. We see more babies get saved and more moms trust Christ as their savior. We help women at these pregnancy, at these, our pregnancy services. And it's just amazing how God has allowed us to be involved. My husband is a chaplain with Metro and we're all very involved in our community for the purpose of reaching people for the kingdom, leading people to Jesus, showing them that there is a better way of life and they don't have to have an eternity without Christ that they can go to heaven. Mm, and I love, I love that. I love your, your heritage. You know, I think that that just speaks so much when you've got um, parents who love the Lord and then they invest in their children 
uh, and they really nurture their children and, and take them. And I think that's, it's just such a, a wonderful thing for, for people to see, you know, it, it matters that you invest in your children and, and whether you know it or not, they're listening. They really are. They're watching, they're listening. I think you've inherited just a passion for, for people. Uh, and I, I love hearing those stories. They're always so precious. And you married into a, you know, with a husband who has the same passion and you are serving together and you are cultivating that in your children now. And I, I love, I love seeing that. And I know that that has to be probably behind the scenes, what drove you to create this, this ministry of EFW. So, um, so I haven't looked, when did you actually start it? And then what was really the, the why behind it? Well, it was about five years ago that EFW just kind of appeared, but there is also obviously backstories with everything. Um, for years, since I was a teenager, when I was a teenager, I learned um, about the prayer that um, that the the businessman basically in the Bible named Jabez, he prayed and he asked God for certain things and God answered his requests. And I learned that and I started praying that God would broaden. One of the things is that God would broaden our coast, meaning our borders. God let our ministry, let what we affect, what we do of just be broadened and go out to more people, more people than we could ever ask for or think, not for our own personal glory or gain, but for yours, for the kingdom. And I started praying and asking, I started, I just added that to my prayer list one day when I heard it preached and I added, and I prayed that on a daily consistent basis during my quiet time with the Lord. And I believe without a doubt that my, my sister, in fact, it was my, my sister faith. She said to me when EFW started and it just blew up, like it was just gaining thousands of followers overnight. I was, my sister looked at me and she said, you know what this is? This is a direct answer of prayer of you asking God to broaden your post, you know? And I was like, I mean, absolutely. It was God saying, here you go. So about three years before EFW started, I had it on, I, I thought the Lord was laying on my heart to start a blog and I kept thinking, okay, God, I'll start a blog. So my husband and I do yearly goal. We have a goals date that we do every year and we go over what we want to do this year, what we want to see five years from now, 10 years from now, we have this and we love doing it. So we have this goals date. And I came to the school state and I'm like, I think I'm going to do a blog. And what I'm going to do is just one, um, one blog a month. And I'm just going to write it all, but I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to publish it. I'm just going to have it. So then next year I'll start up, I'll buy a computer and I'll have, I'll pick out pictures, you know, do all the different back work. Well, after like the third blog I wrote, I'm like, yeah that's about all I got. <laughs> I can keep writing, but like these three things, this is about what's really worth listening to and worth reading, you know? And, um, through that, I kept having, when by step kept writing, I did buy the computer. I did get the essentials that I needed. Um, I had women at our church come to me and say, you know, this is, you know, Facebook was all relatively new, you know, it's not the like how 
now it's like the old people's social media because we're the old people now. But um, I would have women who re- just, you know, they had recently got saved and they're, they're learning to grow and they'd say, you know, Charity, I don't know what to do. I literally have been on Facebook for two hours and then I lay in bed and then my head hits the pillow and I think, oh no, I didn't even spend any time with Jesus today. And I thought, okay, well, if that's the case, why don't we put Jesus on Facebook? (laughs) You know, why don't we put some? And then I also thought I've had personal, wonderful mentors in my life because of the faithfulness of my parents and the consistency of their walk with the Lord. They have had so many good friends that they have put in my life. And so when I have had the struggle of, oh, you know, I just had my third kid and I'm crying and I don't even know why. And I'm a terrible mom and life is miserable. I can pick up my phone and call a godly mentor that's 15, 20 years older than I am and say, look, I'm going through this. I don't, I'm, I'm having such a hard or even just a voice text. I'm doing so bad. This is, I'm bad mom. I don't know what, you know, today was horrible. I yelled at the kids, you know, all those things. And I would have them be able to help me through that. And I thought, (laughs) I thought, these poor ladies at our church, who do they have? They have me. (laughs) So I thought, if I can get these ladies to ones, women that have helped me through my situations, come in and share with them and encourage them then they can do exactly what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches, and the whole, the whole basis of EFW is the Bible te- talks about the older women teaching the younger women. The Bible teaches, again, that there's safety in a multitude of counselors. The Bible teaches in 2 Corinthians, it says, blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort. Blessed who? Blessed be God, who comforteth us in all our tribulation. God comforts me in all the bad things I'm going through. Why? That we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. We get to do the work of God that God did in our life. God says, hey, your trial and your tribulation that I'm helping you through, you can turn around and be that same help and comfort to another woman that's going on before you. So the whole idea of EFW is to say, hey, I've walked that road and I know it's hard. I know it's not easy, but you know what? God doesn't leave us in the midst of that trial, there's going to be a storm that he'll be right beside you in that storm. And let me tell you how it worked for me. Your story might be a little bit different, but it's going to help. We can help each other. And I find that everyone really does have a story. Everyone has the story. Everybody has something that they've walked through that they will be able to share with somebody, or they're going through something that they need somebody to help them through. So that's really um, the basis behind EFW. And I was just amazed with the, the literal hundreds of women who have invested their valuable time into helping encourage other women in their walk 
with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I think, I know, and when you said um, the storm, I mean, there was a, there was a really good quote that I heard years ago and it said, being a Christian doesn't mean you don't face the storms. You're in a boat that cannot sink. And I think that's what we have to be reminded of. And that's when, when you share your story, your testimony, you're reminding people, I, I had a storm, but I didn't sink. I yes. made it. I did make it. The, the waters are now quiet again for now. You know, we'll always have those rough seas, but I, I just, that quote stuck with me for so long because it was so valuable. And I think we are a community as, as, as people specifically, we need each other. We need that encouragement. And you, you see it over and over again, where they comfort one another with these words. They spoke into someone else. They ministered to a soul. You see the Dorcas, you know, she ministered to the people to the, you know, so you see that's a consistent thread. Um, now what, what topics do you cover? Do you cover like from, from any age, a broad range? What do you cover there? So we have, covered so many topics. I mean, from just the tired, depressed mom to the, the woman who has gone through an abortion, we've covered women that have been sexually assaulted. So there is just a very wide range that, um, that is dealt with on EFW. And each one of these women have walked through the storm they, and they, I, I've had multiple people actually write on abortion because we work closely with the first, first choice pregnancy services. And what I have found, it's not just to help to those women that are, are struggling, who have faced the same thing and they have those guilt and that regret. It's helping the woman who actually is writing their story as well. It's, it's a, it's a form of them getting therapy, being able to share what, what how god worked through that even though there was sin involved and even though there was wickedness involved god can still use you god can forgive you there is forgiveness and there is a road that you're going to walk through but god will be there with you so um it, it is amazing the topics i don't think there has been a topic that hasn't been touched on we deal with um, women who have been addicted to pornography. We have women um, who, again, like I said, have been sexually assaulted. It, it, it's amazing uh, that these women have just shared vulnerably. And I, I'm so thankful for the women that have been willing to share um, because I'm so thankful. Like you said, I have a wonderful heritage. I'm so thankful for my parents and their dedication to Jesus and their consistent walk with him and their willingness to share with us, Hey, we messed up here. Hey, but we're going to, we're going to continue to do what God wants us to do. Um, we're not perfect. We're just going to continually follow and chase after Jesus. Just like David, he was a man that chased after God's heart. Um, even though I'm so thankful for that, there is so many things that I personally haven't experienced. I've never, I've never had men that I feel uncomfortable with that are close to me. Um, I've never been in those situations, but many have. I have dear friends who have gone through divorce because of wickedness that, um, that has gone on in, in their husband's life that they, they've been rejected constantly. And having somebody who's gone through that 
speaking to somebody who's going through it at the moment just is a real helpful bomb and helps the healing process. I think just that much more, of course I can help because scripture is always true. Scripture is continual truth, but it is helpful to have somebody that's been there come alongside and say, I've been there too. And just like you said, and I've gotten through it with Christ on my side, this is what's happened. Yeah. And I think that's just such a wonderful reminder. I remember, um, I don't know where I heard it or, you know, if I was thinking it one day, but I remember, um, everyone has a story to tell that story is not for everyone. You know, I think we have to remember that. And I think, you know, even with the magazine that I, that I produce, there are stories in there that are helpful because sometimes women are not ready to open up about their problem, but if they can read about somebody and it clicks with them, then they have the courage to sometimes get the help they need. And I think that's why the written word is very, very important because it's, it's a quiet, it's, it's non-invasive. You come, you read it. It's you, you can read silently and no one knows. And you can just have that moment where you can have that, that clarity. But, um, but what do you think as far as, you know, maybe something you've, you've found, why do you think it's difficult sometimes for us to share our story or hold well, us back from sharing our story? I think there's multiple reasons. Um, there's, there's shame, there's guilt, there's being worried about what others may think. There's all of that, right? And that's totally understandable. But then on the flip side, some don't share because they're wise. Now you might be like, well, your whole thing is about, you know, sharing. Not every story needs to be told to everyone. Um, the Bible specifically says in Proverbs 8, 13, 16, every prudent man dealeth with knowledge, but a fool layeth open his folly. There are people that are like, I mean, you can see, you can go on TikTok today and be like, hey, here I am at the abortion clinic. Hey, I'm, I'm here doing, or look what's going on. Any, any social media, you can go on and see somebody proclaiming their folly, right? But then there's somebody that has lived in sin and they, it, and they, they don't know yet how to share it who to share it with. They have not experienced the full healing. They're going through a process. And then there's some that want to make sure that they protect others and not in a protection of somebody who needs to be in jail. I mean, somebody that there was sin and they've been hurt, but they're not going to proclaim the sin. So there's, there's couples that the husband has a, an affair or the wife has an affair they they're not ready yet to share it's something that happened between them a few people no they're not ready to share that because they don't want because they are being showing grace mm -hmm. even though that's still their story they're showing grace to somebody else and then other people have been able to work through it with their spouse that they've gotten back together and they're they're healing and they've been able to share that story. So I think depending on where you are in the story, I also think, like I said, not what you said too, not every story is for every person. So I have sat with women who've opened up and have told me, um, before I married this man, 
I was married to another man who um, was having male prostitutes before I married that, you know, and then, and they open up, it's not something they share about uh, with everybody. They don't blast it all over social media. Um, and some people do, and it's fine because they're using saying, Hey, look, let me help other people through. So I, I think it's a personal thing. I've had people, um, when we have authors write in, um, majority, there have been some that I've, I've written back said, Hey, um, it seems like you're still in the midst of this. How about you wait a little while and pray over it and send it, you know, send it, send it in again later, you know, go over because sometimes it is just good therapy for a person to write out their own stuff. I mean, I journal to the Lord all the time. Like when I, especially when I was having little babies, when I wasn't sleeping, I just would just go and write everything I could possibly think in prayers to the Lord. Um, but those, those aren't things that need to be shared all over social media. They, they really didn't need to be shared with anybody, but then I do have sat down like even now and I've sat down with other moms and been like, you know, that's really hard time. That, that is a very difficult time in life. You're not getting sleep. You're not. And you know, sometimes you just need somebody to talk to. And sometimes the only person is God and he's there to listen. So this is what you need to do. So I do think, um, I think so, it just depends on the person and, um, but, but you don't have to live in shame and guilt. That's the thing. If it is shame and guilt and, oh, you don't have, don't let that stop you from sharing your story. Don't let that be the, don't let that be your defining who you are that, oh, I can't help. Oh, because a lot of times somebody might be sitting in here listening and saying, man, I struggle with pornography. Oh man. If people found out of that about me, no one, they would, they would just totally disregard me and never want to talk to me again, or I'm struggling because I'm, um, I'm thinking of somebody else instead of my husband. It's so good to get counsel and so good to get help. When we keep those things in, it just gets worse and worse and worse. But when we seek out godly counsel and we find somebody, a godly counselor, I'm not saying your girlfriends at work or your girlfriends that's coming over that's going to hate on your husband with you that is in the same situation or the person that's, you know, hating their life as well. <laughs> not that person find somebody that's walked the road somebody that's going to encourage you with scripture somebody that's going to point you back to jesus so it some people need to share some people are at the point where they're not ready yet to share and somebody some people still just need to walk through the process mm -hmm. and i love that i love all the things that you said about that and i think the 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 win and the who are very important. You know, when do you tell your story and to who? Because sometimes, you know, you, you do have to be very careful. I remember uh, in college, there was one girl and she's, I was trying to share my heart with this one person and she just took it and ran with it, you know? And so, you know, she wanted to be vulnerable. She was trying to get help and you, you pick the wrong person. So I think there's that wisdom that comes in of who and when to tell it. And I think that's wise because sometimes we just, when we're not even ready, well, let me help you. Well, I'm not finished with my storm yet, but I'll give you a few pointers. It's kind of like a fisherman that's in the, my boat's sinking too, but I'm fixing it. Let me help you at the same <laughs> right. time. <laughs> right. It's the log and the speck. 
you know, just like in the scripture, <laughs> let me get, you know, first pull out the log out of your eye, then you can help the person with the speck in their eye. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I think there's that, the, the full picture when, when, when someone like in the same for me, when I have people that write for me and I, I, I ask people to share their story, I'm looking for those that have kind of run the full gamut because they have the full spectrum. They have start to finish. This is, this is how I spiraled here. This is what happened when I was in the midst of it. And this is what happened to get me out of it. And I think as when you're in the middle of needing help, you need that full spectrum. So I love that. Um, but it, in, in essence, you know, it, it does take courage to share your story. It's always going to take courage um, to do that. So for you, you know, you've been working with so many women. What's kind of one truth maybe that you've heard over and over again that's just really helped so many women, even not even really mattering what season of life they're in? What is one truth that you've, you would love to share with those that are listening today? I would say you don't need to let your sin define you. Let Christ define you. He says you're his child. Your sin shouldn't define you. Your past shouldn't define you. Your relationships shouldn't define you. The only one and only thing that should let, let define you who and what you are is God himself. And what does he say? He says you're forgiven. He says you're my friend. He says, you're my child. He says, you are my beloved. When we do that, it brings such freedom. When we understand, hey, I'm not who I was when I was 17 and made some major decisions that were totally wrong. The, just as the Bible says, how Paul said, you know, forgetting the things that are behind and praying forward. Don't let the sin of the past define who you are. Let those things be used for his glory and for his honor. Mm, and I love that. I think that's really <clears throat> our defining truth is just we are in Christ. We are no longer us. We are us. Uh, we are in Christ. So I think that's just a great, a great truth. Now, I have, of course, my people that... Uh, I assume enjoy my podcast. They keep coming back each week to listen, but you have a podcast. And so when I find a new one, I like to recommend it. So I know that you have a podcast and some products. So why don't you tell us about those two things? Yes. Okay. So our, our podcast just recently launched. It's called Encouragement from Women. I'm not on it every week. My friend Haley Shoemaker, she is the podcast host. And there's a whole story behind that of how God worked that out. Um, it's just not, I, I would, I would love, I would love to get on every week and talk and chat with the women and, um, host a podcast, but in our stage of life with, uh, where we are, it's not something that's feasible for me. So I'm on there every once in a while, but, um, Haley Shoemaker, she is the podcast host and she is wonderful. And I'm so thankful. So she has a variety of women. It drops every week and it's really very similar to our social media pages, to our website. It's encouragement from women who have been there. Um, currently, they're going through a, um, a what is it called? A season, <laughs> the season. And it's all about being encouragement to your husband. So then after that, um, not sure what the next season is about, but that's what the first season is about. But the first 
episode has nothing to do with being a husband or being encouragement to your husband. It's with me and Haley just chatting about EFW and where things are going from there. But um, we have, we do have some, um, our first, our very first EFW gathering. And that's going to be in, uh, let me see, hold on the date, January 30th uh, through February 1st. We are being hosted. We were asked if we would, we were invited to host an EFW gathering there in Dallas, Texas. It's at the Idea Summit. You can register at ideanetwork.church. But the summit is for all families. So it's, they have, they have, classes for children, they have classes for men, women, couples, ministry leaders, um, but we will be hosting an EFW gathering just for ourselves, um, for the ladies that are there, and that will be part of one of the days of that. So just look into that if you're interested in that. Um, we have three books out currently. We have three devotional books, Encouragement for Women, that's our first one. Um, encouragement for your identity is the second one and encouragement for motherhood is our third one. Um, our next one is about to go into the editing process and that is encouragement for little women. My daughters don't know about it yet, but it's for ages eight to 12 and I am thrilled. It is so good, Sarah. I mean, I, I know the reason I can say this is because it's not all my writings. It's all these women that have come together and it's so good as everyone, as I read them, there's ones I had um, college age girls write five of them. There's 30 from um, moms and just adult women, single adult women. And there's five from college age girls who have been in their shoes. And they are so close to that time. Their stories are so fresh and so raw and so open. It's beautiful. Like I'm crying as I'm reading these. My niece wrote one of them. And I'm like, this is just so perfect and beautiful and helpful to these young girls. So that's for eight to 12 year olds. I can't wait. Don't tell my daughters because it's a surprise. I want to have it published and be like, here you go. Um, and you can get any of our books on Amazon. You just look up encouragement from, and then whatever, encouragement for women, encouragement from, um, for motherhood, encouragement for your identity. So that's what, that's what we have. And I'm so excited. We have a few other things that are coming out, but they're still in the process. So Lord willing, we will have a Bible study by next year that will have not just a Bible study, but they will have download, downloadable videos that'll go with it to help assist the teaching. So, okay. Well, I'm excited. I, I know I was looking on your website myself and all of those um, links that uh, or events that, that charity was talking about, we're going to put those in the show notes to so make sure you check those out. Um, but I just want to thank you for coming on. I, I love your ministry. And I think that, you know, um, I, that's why I bonded. I just, you know, it was very similar to my passion and my desire to just help women where they are. And I think we need each other. We need that, you know, the Bible talks about women gathered. They, the older taught the younger for a reason. We needed that encouragement and strength and wisdom that, because everybody has a, um, a strong section in their life and you need that input from others to kind of help 
fill and balance you up. So I really appreciate you coming on here, Charity. I think that um, it was it was a blessing to me. That's that's my perk for doing these. I get to pick these people that bless me personally. And so even if nobody else enjoyed it as much as I did, I was definitely delighted to have this conversation with you. <laughs> So I really just, I really appreciate you. I, I encourage people to check out your podcast and your, your um, website and purchase your books for sure. And I, again, I, I just, I really appreciate you coming on here, Charity. Thank you so much. Thank you for the opportunity. It was my pleasure. What did you think? Did you enjoy learning more about Charity and EFW? I know I did. And I loved Charity's passion to minister to other women in need, especially since this is my heartbeat with Sit Still My Daughter. We as women should always be looking for ways to encourage and uplift each other in the faith and ministries like EFW, which is a wonderful place to do just that. Don't forget that all the events and products mentioned can be found in the show notes, and I know they will be a blessing to you. I hope you have a wonderful day, my friends. Let's be women who dwell in the quiet place so we can hear our Heavenly Father speak His truth into our hearts every day. Mm -hmm.